Hello to Danny Hicks. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> good morning, Phil. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm reveling in the amount of sport that's about at the moment. Uh, that he's throwing up talking points that uh, obviously are fodder for us. Um, and not least, a few hours ago, Liverpool. It's strange to say this, really. Liverpool lost at home. I mean, <gasps> I you know, for the first time in four years, one uh, nil to Burnley. Struggling Burnley, just above the relegation zone before the game. And they ended Liverpool's four-year, 68-game unbeaten run at home. Record unbeaten run at home in the league. Uh, Ashley Barnes' penalty, 83rd minute, after he was tripped by the keeper, Alisson. And, um, you know, Liverpool's last defeat came against Crystal Palace at home, came against Crystal Palace in April 2017. Yeah. Um, before the last World Cup, even. You know, I want to go back into ancient history. At a time when we had sport on with crowds and stuff. Remember, remember that? That was a long time ago. Um, but anyway, you know, Liverpool now on the crest of a slump. They have five games without a win in the Premier League. They haven't scored for four games. I mean, they're much vaunted attack. Salah, Mane, Firmino, gone right off the boil. Um, they don't seem to have much of a backbone without Virgil van Dijk um, to, to lead them. Obviously, they've got injury problems and so on. And uh, the, the, the stark reality of the, uh, of the situation is now that they're six points behind Manchester United, who are still top. Uh, Manchester City, if they win their game in hand, they'll be seven points behind them. And it gets worse when you look at the table because Tottenham, Everton and Aston Villa have all got games in hand on Liverpool. And if they win those games in hand, yep. they'll all go above Liverpool. Liverpool will be seventh once everybody's played all their games. If I mean, it's a big if, if they win all their games in hand. Um, and it will not get any easier for Liverpool. Uh, FA Cup this weekend, they go to Man United, of all places, in the FA Cup on Sunday. And then their next league game is away to Tottenham, who are snapping at their heels one point behind in fifth with a game in hand uh, next Thursday. Um, so problems beginning to mount for Liverpool. And uh, here was Jurgen Klopp after the game. Massive, massive um, punch in the face or whatever. Um, of course, it's... So, it's my responsibility. That's the easy explanation. We, we had the ball a lot. We created some and didn't finish the situations off. So that's, that's a, it's a low point, absolutely. It's not that we now think, okay, things like this can happen. No, no, no. That's actually, it's not possible to lose that game, but we did it. Yeah, not possible to lose a game, but we did it. Uh, well, it's possible to lose any game of football. I mean, that is football, to, to coin an old cliche. As we said last week, I believe, quoting Jimmy Greaves, it's a funny old game sometimes, but it's not that funny. When you don't score, you don't win many games, and they're not scoring at the moment. The co closest they came was uh, Divock Origi in the first half, clean through, found the bar, just summed up, really, their last few games. I mean, uh, the Belgian international, you'd expect him to score he somehow managed to hit the bar with only the keeper to beat. And they look really, apart from that, um, they, they huffed and puffed. They created chances, but they, they looked devoid of ideas in the second half. They brought on Mane and Salah. Uh, uh, but, they, you know, they're not hitting the heights of the last Hold on a second, Danny. I think we need a bit of help here. If you've got any comments about the stuff he's yeah. uh, cracking on about this morning, join us on Facebook Live. Morning Brew, as you know, is our page. It's always good to hear what you think about this stuff. Danny. Yeah, and uh, you know, great, great Philip for Burnley though. Let's not let's not talk all about Liverpool. Um, it takes two to tango, doesn't it? And Burnley, you know, as I said, hovering hovering above the relegation zone, and they're up to 16th now on 19 points. 
and it really helps in their battle against the drop this season. Um, but Burnley manager Sean Dyche said he wasn't going to get carried away with the results. That means nothing if you don't get the job done at the end of the season, trust me. That's the work. The work is a season's work. I've said that every season I've been here, and that's the way I look at football. You know, it's, I've had a few successes of my own in my time, and it was always a season's work. Always a season's work. Yeah, it's one game, and uh, he knows that. You know, I, I think his players might have been celebrating a bit harder, though, than he was. He, he might have put in, put in a brave face on it, but what a fantastic win for Burnley, you know, and just what they needed, a confidence boost, isn't it, when you're in down there fighting against the drop. Yeah. But, you know, uh, we, have to talk, we have to look at Liverpool and think, well, what's gone wrong? Two years ago, there they were scoring 97 points in the Premier League, getting pipped by Manchester City, winning the European Cup, the Champions League. Um, then... Following that up by winning, romping away with the league last season. Let's face it, you know they were they were never going to be beaten in the league last season. Um, only lost one, only only dropped points in one game at home last season. Uh, what nineteen home games, eighteen wins and one draw, just not happening this time around. Yeah, they lost Van Virgil Van Dijk, their captain, their talisman, the man who shores up the back for the season. But they've also lost Joe Joe Gomez. They've got fitness problems with Joel Matip, and so there's a fragility at the back there and. And it means that players are having a that, that that vaunted top three and the midfield are having to work back and cover for the defence. And um, it means that they're, they're not so potent going forward. They're not playing their pressing game. Yeah, we haven't heard from Rick this morning, which is interesting because, you know, a good defeat, Liverpool, that doesn't go amiss for a man new apostle, does it? He says, annoyingly, I'm driving, but United's still top. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they are still top. And... and and clear at the top. And, you know, it looks like now their biggest rivals at the top are Man City and Leicester. Yeah. Um, which is, well, it's great. If we're going to have a Manchester rivalry to the end of the season, great. Bring it on. Red v Blue. Uh, it'll be something <laughs> different. But it is really close up there at the top of the table. I'm looking at it now. Like I say, Everton, Villa, Tottenham can all get in the mix if they win their games in hand. Liverpool have to go to Tottenham next. Um, but I think the problem is with Liverpool, you know, they've stood still since those heady heights of a couple of years ago and last year. Yeah. Jurgen Klopp hasn't recruited, he hasn't strengthened, he hasn't reinforced. He thought he could just go on. He brought in Diogo Jota from Wolves, an undoubted success up front, but he's injured now as well. Yeah. And without the fans and without the, the cop to clear them, to, to, to cheer them on and that lift they get from playing. You know, Anfield is not a fortress. So it's really starting to show now, win. is it, would you say? We've and it is, I this. think it, the cracks are starting to appear. Yeah. And he needs to turn it around, turn it around quick. Only a couple of weeks left in the transfer window if he's going to add to the squad. If not, I think, you know, there's a danger. Liverpool could end up with nothing this season after winning Champions League, after winning the league, after being all-conquering. Mm. You know, they could be out of that top four, top five. They could be struggling to qualify for the Champions League this season. That's something a few weeks ago we would have thought was unthinkable when they were top of the league, when they went back top of the league beating Tottenham just before Christmas. Yeah. But they've done nothing since, and they're struggling to score goals. So uh, where the answers come from, I don't know. And like I say, Manchester United uh, away in the Cup on Sunday. FA Cup fourth round this weekend brings us on to that. Um, and that's going to be an absolute cracker. That's at, uh, unfortunately, it's a five o'clock kickoff in the evening, which means it's a one o'clock in the morning, Monday morning <laughs> game. But uh, I'm sure a lot of us will be stay staying up for that and hoping it's better than their, their recent effort in the league, which was nil-nil, which I talked up a couple of weeks ago. They were nil-nil. But this is a cup. It must be decided on the day. Extra time and penalties if necessary. So it's going to be a winner and a loser. And, you know, Liverpool could be out of the cup as well and their season falling apart. So, uh, But the FA Cup, you know, always throws up some great ties, as we talked about with the third round a, a few weeks ago. 
with Little Marine hosting Tottenham and so on. One non-league team left in, and they play tonight against well, Chorley, uh, sixth tier uh, from up there in Lancashire. Oh, Chorley, um, up near there, you know, in Bolton Land and, and Manchester. They're up there in Lancashire anyway, somewhere up north. I don't know. I'm from the south. Um, they're playing Wolves. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, you think on paper, Wolves Premier League going to Chorley, uh, that's going to be routine. Don't think that... There's history. There's history here. There's always history in the FA Cups. Kicking 1986. Yeah. 1986. Cast your mind back. 34 years. 35 years now. We're in 2021. And little old Chorley played Wolves in the first round. Wolves were, well, they were in tatters at that time. They just had three relegations in the row into the old fourth division. They were on the verge of being bankrupt. And this was a side that, you know, Seven years earlier, had broke the, the British transfer record signed and, to sign Andy Gray up mm. as a striker. They were in dire, dire straits. Cockroaches in the changing rooms. Couldn't pay the milk bill. Couldn't pay the electricity bill. Um, they had to go away to Chorley in the first round of the cup. Chorley were, couldn't play at home because their ground was too small. They played at Bolton's Burnham Park. They got a draw. They went to a replay. They went to Molyneux. They got another draw. They went to a second replay back to Burnham Park and they won 3-0, Chorley. One of the biggest cup upsets, in, you know, against a team that's won the league three times in the 50s. What if, we, what if we got any Chorley so fans? Wolves, so, yeah. So Wolves will be thinking, oh, no, not Chorley. Surely some surely mistake not, when surely, the, some <laughs> surely some mistake when the but draw I'm, was made. But uh, yeah, so never say never. Does lightning strike twice tonight? Uh, we well, shall know. We That's shall a, know. Yeah. Three forty-five a.m. kickoff. Unfortunately, early hours of tomorrow. If you want to get up and watch that, but uh, you know it throws up great stories. Uh, the FA Cup, and why not throw up another one? Let's face it. Surely they beat Derby in the last round. Derby managed by Wayne Rooney. They knocked them out. Okay, it was Dar Derby's youth team because they had COVID and they couldn't play any first-team players. But they've beaten two other football league clubs. They've beaten Wigan and they've beaten Peterborough and they've beaten Derby as so well. So what's the big surprise here? Is it just because they've got a funny name? And do you remember well, when, do you remember when Le Le Leicester Le shot to fame? Everybody Just because they're yeah. not Man United, Chelsea and well, blah, blah, blah. They're part-timers, you know. They're, they're non-league. They're, they're, they're Northern Premier League, you know, National League. North um, nope. National League North, uh, as it's now known. There's the National League, which is one tier below the, the Football League, and then there's National League North and National League South. They're National League North. They're not even one division below the Football League. They're two. So good luck to them tonight. That'll be a great story. A couple of other FA Cup ties to mark your card for, I think, uh, you know, Sunday is the day, really. We're looking at Chelsea. Yep. Frank Lampard under pressure as Chelsea manager as well. They're, they're another team that's slumping. You know, Liverpool, Chelsea were right up there at the start of the season. Right Both are slumping now. Chelsea down to eighth in the Premier League. I mean, if they lost at home to Luton, and that's the early kickoff, that's eight o'clock our time, Sunday evening, midday in the UK. If Chelsea were to lose at home to Luton in the FA Cup, how much more patience is uh, Mr. Abramovich going to have with Frank Lampard? You know, that he, he, he sacks managers for fun, doesn't he? Uh, <laughs> their Russian owner. And... There's already talk in the media this week that uh, the RB Leipzig managers being lined up to replace him and other people, and, and Leipzig have basically said hands off our manager. These these rumours, there's always something in them when it comes to Chelsea, and uh, you know Lampard's fighting for his his football manager life there at the moment. So they take on Luton. I say Man United v Liverpool. 
that day. Uh, tomorrow's ties, I think Southampton v Arsenal's the first one again, 8.15. Are you looking at the screen in your broadcast yeah. centre? I am, yeah. I am <laughs> looking at my list of my, my fantastic information screen, which That's is right. two bits of A4 paper pinned to the wall with the fixtures on. Uh, let you into all the secrets That's here. Right. High tech we are. And uh, then you've got Wickham against Tottenham on, uh, on, on Monday night. Wickham looking to take a big scalp there. But, uh, you know, Jose Mourinho uh, seems to be turning it around again at Tottenham at the moment. A good win last week. And, um, you know, they, they, they will look to follow up their, their victory over Marine. So we've got FA Cup and uh, it's looking great. But we've also got some big sport on Sunday morning if, you, uh, if you're interested in, in combat sports. And we, we had a... Ramona Pasquale on a few weeks ago, she was our brilliant. UFC MMA star from Hong Kong. And I'm sure she'll be watching like the rest of us on Sunday morning from Abu Dhabi when for the return of Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor, the mad Irishman, isn't it? Back in the octagon after a year out, uh, he fights Dustin Poirier, who uh, from the US in a lightweight class, looking to get his, look, to really start on the road to getting his lightweight title back, uh, Conor McGregor. Mm. And uh, he's been giving a press conference overnight and looking forward to the fight. And surprisingly for Connor, there's been no sort of trash talk and no uh, no smashing things up and no controversy oh. last night. Instead, quite a measured presser from the 32-year-old. And he talked about his roller coaster career and uh, how he intends to continue it. I'm in some ways. I've, I've got it done and I'm up here mad as a brush. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's been a wild ride for me. It's not been easy at times, but, but you know, what a life. And, and I tell you what, I wouldn't want it to be any other way. I'm very excited to be back here. I, I just feel invigorated. I'm in some shape here at the minute, and I tell you this now, I am coming to put on a masterpiece. A masterpiece. Mad as a brush. That's got to be quote of the week, hasn't it? Mad as a brush. You wouldn't want anybody well, else to be saying that it. to him, though, would yeah, you, Danny? I mean, he, He's just, he's a car crash, isn't he? You, you don't want to look at him, but you have to. You, you don't want to watch. You think, oh, what's he up to now? But you can't take his eye. He, he moves the needle, as we say, in, 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 the, in the sports media. He, 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 whatever he does makes, you know, our clients lap it up uh, at AFP and, and the newspapers <laughs> lap it up and everything else. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, had, he's had arrests, hasn't he? He's smashed up buses. He's trash-talked people. He's crossed over into boxing and fought Mayweather for, you know... Now, remind us, remind us about he, that. Yeah, I mean, he took on Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather came out of retirement, of course, of 50 mm. and 0. Uh, some people think the greatest pound-for-pound fighter of all time. Uh, came out of retirement, fought Conor McGregor. Really, Mayweather wasn't, wasn't even properly fit. And, yeah, and yeah. you know, a boxer of his calibre... McGregor's not a boxer, he's a, he's a mixed martial artist. But he gave... He gave a good account of himself. He got stopped in, what, the eighth or ninth round by, by Mayweather. A, yeah. a fit and firing Mayweather would have stopped him a lot quicker. But, uh, you know, and he made, he made his money, so good luck to him. And, uh, um, you know, he, 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 like I say, he really is, you can't take your eyes off him. 39 million social media followers speaks for itself. So anything does he does... Yeah. Makes waves. All right, then. We've got a couple of minutes left before the news 11.33 minutes, actually. Nick, hello. Does Danny think the Olympics will be cancelled? I can't see that happening. Um, yeah, I mean, I woke up this morning, like everyone else, to read this report in the Times overnight where they say they've spoken to someone, uh, an unnamed member, a high-up member in the, in the uh, Japanese government, who said... 
basically the Olympics are doomed and they're making plans for cancellation and uh, moving it to the next available spot for an Olympics, which would be the 2032 Olympics. So are they called it, basically? Has it been called? 2024. Well, 2024 is Paris, 2028 Los Angeles, and then be 2032. But it's an unnamed, it's one person, it's an unnamed source. But it's a very, very, uh, uh, it looks like a, a kosher report. But the Japanese government have come out this morning, the Prime Minister, have been very quick to scotch that and say, we're full steam ahead, we're moving towards the Olympics, crowds or no crowds, vaccine or no vaccine, basically towing the party line, the same line they've come out with for months. But with Jap- Japan at the moment is not allowing any foreigners in at all. Mm. And, and as people say, you know, well, you can do it for tennis at the Australian Open, but look at the problems they're having at the moment with, with people testing positive, having to quarantine, players not happy, nobody's happy. Residents who've been under lockdown in Melbourne for four months not happy with a thousand tennis players and entourages coming in and bringing in, COVID, yeah. bringing in COVID cases. It's difficult enough for a tennis tournament where you're talking 1,200 people. The Olympics, you're talking about 11,000 athletes yeah. alone. You've got coaches on top of that. You've got all the support staff. You've got the people manning the venues. You've got venues spread out over a whole city. You've got people like us in the media coming in as well, thousands of us. How do you keep that in a bubble? Uh, well, do you think that was Nick's question? I mean, things can change. You've seen well, things change all over the place, Danny. A year ago, I mean, it's six months to go tomorrow yeah. to the day, right? 23rd of January. The game's supposed to start on the 23rd of July. We've rolled out in, in the media this week our six months to go packages with big question marks over it. I remember us doing the six months to go packages a year ago. Yeah. And it got postponed. And we didn't think that would happen sitting here a year ago. I think it's a very real possibility because I just do not see how you keep that amount of people. The, the NBA had a bubble in one venue. They had problems. 322 players. You're talking about 11,000 people spread out over a city. Probably another 30,000, 40,000 in terms of coaches, support staff, caterers, venue people and people like myself. Don't see it happening. Going to leave it I there, really Danny. Think it's going to go. All right, mate. Well, Nick says I can't see it happening, so I think we're going to have more to say about this one. Really, as the week really? goes on. Thanks a lot, Danny Hicks. Sports and all, as always. He'll be back next Friday at the same time, similar time. Bye, bye, Danny.